Why is Bunny bending over in front of you? Do you see what she's doing? Bunny! Do you see what she's doing? That is called (laughs) intentional daddy sexually taunting. Are you sexually not exactly taunting? The, yeah, I think it's a working nodding. title. Uh-huh. It's probably got a better name, but it's basically <laughs> when Bunny wants a little uh, love attention. She you does you it too. Butt. They both do it. They show they'll off bo- to you. They'll, yeah, they'll basically they'll like just <laughs> take a little bit of extra time to pick up something that they didn't actually drop. Right. And then I'll look over and I'll be like, "She's uh, she's hunting. She's hunting for Daddy Dick." Hunting for the big DD, the big double she's, D. She's showing you where you could, oh, look, you could put it here, Daddy. See, that's exactly that's what they the, do. And yes. I'm like, are you flirting with me? And they're like, hee, 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 hee. <laughs> <laughs> They do. Oh, they do. And I pick it bitches. up. I can, I can smell it from like an hour away. <laughs> I'm like literally looking one way and I'm like, hmm, she's in heat. Hmm. <laughs> <Suck>. <laughs> I think I'm going to get in on that. It's good to be a daddy. Uh huh. It's good to be a daddy, Kathy. Is it? It is. You guys ready to do a show? Woo! Well, let's do a goddamn show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. What are we doing? I don't know. It felt like a Looney Tunes thing or it something did. like from long. I don't know what episode, but. Yes. Uh, Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our lovely perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. Woo! I'm Kathy. And I am Count Boogie, and Unger is somewhere. He Unger is, is somewhere in Texas, which always reminds me of that Butthole Surfer songs. <laughs> they're doing it in Texas. I don't mind the sun sometimes. I don't know what you're song. talking about, but Unger's gone. Unger's gone. He's somewhere in Texas doing music festivals. He, I fucking love Unger because he he's definitely he's got his own like headspace for Unger. Okay, and everyone knows that. So I'm like, hey, can you send me like some little updates from the road? You know, like just talking <laughs> to your phone and like if you see stuff, you know, because listeners like Unger. You call know, the number, man. You know, call you know whatever. So he like sends stuff, but it like. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, he sent me this one. So I got the gist of the story, but I don't think Unger really sometimes remembers that this is like a radio show where there has to be some sort of audio quality. He's He sounds like he's in a fucking pup tent, like late at night. It probably is. And he doesn't want to wake anyone up. <laughs> so he's literally like... I've never heard a podcast. This is this is Unger. Just, uh, <laughs> over over here, I don't know, something very very interesting. Unger, you have to fucking speak up. That's so articulate. He's like, you know, I saw something with a bunch of guys in the Yankees, and maybe maybe you saw the movie Cruising, Cruising in the seventies with Al Pacino, and has a, so he has this story. <laughs> so, I'm but sure he, it's good. But he's talking in this voice that he doesn't want to get too excited because you know it's just you know he doesn't want to wake anyone in the tent up. So I don't know if he was intent, but the gist of 
of the story was that he's at some music festival, and I guess there's a bike club, you know, motorcycle club. You don't call them gangs. You call them clubs because gang implies criminal element. So there's a bike club out there, and they, I guess they all had brown bandanas or whatever, that that was their, you know, their headband or whatever. It was brown bandanas. And I guess somebody had called out, so does this mean these guys are all into butt play or whatever? Because... <laughs> Because of the hanky code, you know, yeah, we have is. the, you know, in our, in the LGBT, you know, in the gay community, uh, basically, there's like a hanky code and you used to wear a certain color hanky in your pocket and that meant you were available for different types of sex that identified the type of sex you were into. So someone made that joke behind at this just regular vanilla music festival and then someone else, I guess, made some comments about, oh, you were into suspension and so Unger was really excited because, look, there's kinky people everywhere. Unfortunately, the entire story sounded like something that is, I guess they're into butt stuff. <laughs> oh, <Unger. laughs> So I just said, hey, maybe we can Skype. We can Skype next week. You can come in and we can talk about this. Oh, that's hysterical. So it was so it was pretty good. But he is having a great time. Sounds like he's having a great time out there on his on his exodus of music and kink and entertainment and stuff like that. So we can't wait till we get him back like a year from now or whenever he comes back. But here's something that's important, Kathy. Okay. Uh, Bunny has a secret. Bunny has a secret, and I'm going to tell you what. So I, Why does she have that look on her face? Well, because Bunny... Well, go to the microphone, Bunny. Go to the microphone. So let me uh, preface it with a little background. So today, Bunny saw a really good FetLife article, and, and she's like... Oh, you know, this would be a good one for you guys to talk about on the show. And I go do the little thing where you put at Kathy, right. uh, you know, on the thing. And that way it shows up in your feed. And then exactly. it says, hey, someone comment. And she's she gets real quiet. And then she's like, I'm not I'm not friends with Kathy on FetLife. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that matter? And I'm like, why? Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be friends with Kathy? So now I want you to look at Bunny, because Bunny's going to have to admit something that I think is actually kind of interesting. Okay. Let me, Hi, Bunny. Let me turn How are you doing? Stop squirming. Come into right. the microphone. Speak directly in. Well, I, I was like, well, I'm not friends with Kathy because Kathy's like really cool, and I was saying like I have like woman role models like in my regular life, and like Kathy's like one of my like biggest woman role models in like my kink life. So I'm like, you're like really up here. So I didn't. I never thought about adding as a friend. She actually used the word. She actually used the word. I feel inferior to Kathy. (laughs) Bunny, no. Oh, I'm flattered and also kind of sad. I I don't. I wish you didn't feel that. No, but like in a cool way. Like you're like, wow. Aww, you're so. See, Kathy. Why are you clapping? (laughs) I said, you know what. it's kind of it's just kind of cool. Well, first of all, can, uh, can I'll, I'll be send the pimp. You a friend request. Look at that. That's that's the what we have the applause Aww. for. Thank you very much. I just thought it was very interesting because I had, I had never heard that 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 she really looks up to you Aww. and uh, as a role model as uh, in the in in her kink uh, life. She's so sweet. And I Thank like you, I sweetie. just wanted her to point that out to you because uh, you know Kathy. Sometimes we joke and we talk or whatever, but you know I look up to you a lot too. And I, 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 let's just get it out of the way what? so we can get on with the fucking show. If we're gonna come, mushiness. If, if we're gonna talk cool about Kathy, it's just that I have a lot of respect for you, and oh. and and it, I, I really appreciate the fact that my girlfriends and people around me, we all have very similar views. You're still a fucking dick. 
<laughs> but there we go. You're still a dick, but you know yeah, I sodomize you. But um, <laughs> but no, you you are you are actually you inspire a lot of people. A lot of people really look up to who you are and what you do and what you're about and how you present yourself and especially mm-hmm. your emphasis on communication and stuff like that. So I just I thought it would be important for her to let you know that. Oh, you guys are so nice. And Thank I'm you. I'm having a little trouble paying my cell phone bill. Oh, and I just brother. wanted to know if maybe I could borrow fifty bucks from you. Wow! And because I just I knew this was pay coming. My, <laughs> pay, pay my cell phone bill. Wait, just there's another. what? There's one more thing on there. What you wrote it? Oh, and we're going to talk about that. Why? Why would we talk about that? Because Boogie needs a new place to live. And I really. Uh, it's it's uh, with all the stuff that's going on around here. Uh, um. It is that time where I I start really thinking about hey I got to make plans because I can't live at this place forever. I love it's like literally it's like there's parts of this that are paradise. It's it is the dream. It is the best place I've ever been in my life. It is to be at a dungeon and to be of service here and to be able to play here and to be able to corrupt uh, lots of women here. And it, it there's parts of it that are everything I dreamed of. But it has to end at some point. And when things get stressful for me and my environment isn't healthy and like the stuff we talked about last week, you know, I have to deal with that seven days a week and not feel safe and not, you know, those types of things. I really have to start making plans. I have to. And then I feel trapped because I don't have any plans and I don't have an education or training. I'm I'm I have for all intents and purposes. I have disabilities, physical disabilities. I can't do a lot of the work that I used to be able to do uh, because of my back and arthritis and all that stuff. So, so it's kind of like, Oh, I got to really start thinking about this because I may have to go. Right. You know, cause the stress level of, of all this stuff is, is it's, really, it's fucking with me. Yeah. So, so I'm like, huh, anyone, uh, kind of local. <laughs> Maybe you guys see, you know who I met? Fucking Larry. Larry. Remember Larry? Larry. I mean, you know, fucking Larry. Larry who passed away. I actually tried to pimp out Larry's ashes to someone to fuck their girlfriend with. Isn't it enough that you fucked your girlfriends with it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. But now I'm like, you know, the the, the love? Huh? Just one of Just them. Just you, right? Yeah, Bunny's like, not <laughs> no. not me. That was not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, Larry was awesome. And I, and I did. I stayed with Larry and took care of him and, and helped him around the house and stuff like that. And I got cheap rent and... And he was a little, and I could have people over, and and he loved it, and it was it was a great thing. And the fucker had to go and die, goddamn quitter. And uh, yikes, <laughs> yeah. So you know, so you need a place to stay. If any of our listeners know, yeah, yeah. Cheap if, if you have a if you have a place, something that's something that's close, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or if you have an island, uh, you just happen to own Actually, an island. Wo- Boogie is willing to. Move. I like. Uh, I will count sea turtles for a profession. <laughs> I'll put on my little goggles and, uh, and play I'll your turtle song. T- play the turtle song <laughs> that will make Bunny cry every single time by the second <laughs> verse. And she's like, I hate that song. <laughs> Which we, we have yet to hear. You have yet to hear it. Is it? It is. A, it's, it's the Baby Crush song. And uh, so, yeah, I would like to count sea turtles or at least find some options and start Something. really pursuing. Anybody that. listening? Let us know. Let us know. Give us your ideas. And and if I have thought of those ideas, I'll just tell you that I've thought of that, and that's why it wouldn't work. Because some people like insist on there. You need to do this, and that's why I hate reaching out for ideas. Because some people get really aggressive about you need to do this, and I'm like, well, I've actually thought of it. You know, I am 50. I've thought about those types <laughs> of things for a while. That's not going to work, but we'll see. Just another day on that. <laughs>
life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. That is freaky. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind. Oh my God! For your peace of mind, we ask for permission. God damn it! And we got it. You sound like Tony Montai. Who's that? Fucking. Like fucking say West hello Scarface. to my, say my little, little friend. friend. <laughs> Just for, for your peace of mind, <laughs> say hello to my fucking friend. <laughs> no. All right, so this is by the ferret. We have blanket permission from ferret, and for some reason I haven't pulled a lot of his I just lately. I noticed that today when I saw yeah. the ferret. I said, hey, we haven't done one of his in a while. And I've had these sitting on there for He's a while. He's got some yeah. clever things to say He's sometimes. a clever man, He's all right? He's a clever little ferret. He's a really good writer, too, so... Is that oh that's right the ferret? That's what um, Abyss, Abyss used to used do. To yeah. do. <laughs> it's been that long I since know. we've done the ferret. <laughs> All right, so he wrote a piece called "Good Relationships Aren't Necessarily Built on Good Communication." Which what I know that's oh, what, what I thought. <laughs> the hell you say what? <laughs> that goes against everything we do. <laughs> Ooh, I'm curious to see what he has to say about this. <laughs> what is that voice? <laughs> Don't ask you, man. Somebody, you're freaking out. I'm a little stressed. All right. He says, everyone knows that to have a successful relationship, particularly in poly, you have to have razor sharp clarity in expressing your desires. You have to be upfront. You have to be actively communicating and you have to understand your needs well enough to express them. Actually, you don't need any of that. I've known some emotionally incoherent people who've managed to have stable, loving relationships with partners for decades. They're happy, legitimately goddamned happy, even though they often fumble the ball when it comes to expressing or even comprehending their emotions or the emotions of others. Why? Because they chose partners who get them. Quite often, people forget the important skill of choosing partners who are simpatico with you. Choosing partners who are natively a benefit for you is ultimately a more useful skill than learning to bridge the gaps in a flawed relationship. Communication matters, of course, but all too often you'll find people trying to spackle together a relationship that'll never work because the people involved have contradictory requirements, wasting time and effort as they buckle down and say, no, I can therapy my way through this disaster. Whereas it'd be easier if you were naturally drawn to people who were made content by giving you what you needed. That's a skill worth learning. Uh-huh. Ah! <laughs> The funny thing about that is after after reading that, like you read and you're like, oh, okay, there's obviously, you know, fucking clickbait, you know? <laughs> yeah, What absolutely. the fuck is this? What do you I mean communication? Yeah. You know, communication, 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 communication. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sometimes people are just compatible. Yeah, absolutely. How many people are in relationships with people that they're not compatible with? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Communication is good, <laughs> but if you're not, because then you start thinking of the millions, the hundreds of millions of people that just see they're so afraid to be alone. They're so desperately afraid of being alone or their agenda for life. And, oh, I got to meet, you know, my partner by this time or I have to have kids by this time or, you know, it's like that little agenda they have or they're in a place where maybe there's not a a large wealth of amazing uh, partners to choose from and you got a warm body in front of you that's paying some attention to you 
and you're like, fuck, I can make this work with communication <laughs> as long as we talk well. And it, and, and it, it's not going to work. You know, maybe some people, I, I definitely have seen some people that, oh, there's a lot of difference, but they really do talk it out well. But eventually that's going to break down because you're just not a match. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I see his point. It, it makes sense. But I think that this is a very convoluted issue. It's not something that's easily fixed. You can still be simpatico, but you, you can't be so... I don't know of anybody, or I don't know if it's even possible to to be so in tune, not in tune, but um, well-balanced and made for each other in that you meet each other's needs so well that communication is not necessary. Yeah, I don't know about not necessary, but you do have, I think maybe you and I are a little cursed because we're in the L of A, the Los Angeles you're where, really on a I hate every, LA kick. Yeah, no, I mean it's not even I hate. I mean any big city where people go there with ambition, you know, and it's just like nobody comes to Los Angeles to like quiet down and raise a fucking family. People fucking come here from all over the world to make money, to make something, to achieve something, to get in business, to get in entertainment, to get in acting, whatever they, you know, do. Um, you know, it's it's very pressured to be about something and you have a personal ambition in in a big city, a big progressive right. city. So the types of people you're going to meet also have some sort of I got to do something, you know, and that's where you'll get a lot of rub. But there are a lot of places that are a little toned down. There are a little there's a there's tens of thousands of cities all over the world where they don't have that ambition where part of the ambition is is happiness or to just get a decent job you know pay your bills and go out hunting or fishing or you know doing something you know that's kind of more mellow and it's i think in in a lot of those types of areas it's a lot easier to find someone that doesn't have so much going on that they have to have done that it is easier to be compatible. And it's just like, oh, okay, you meet someone that they like, you know, they like to go water skiing or fishing. You know, they like a certain amount of things and you like a certain amount of things. And after that, you go do those things and there's really not that much to really fight over. So I, I think you see a lot of people in other areas can last a lot longer just by being compatible. Right. Um, I, it's a theory. No, no, I get, I get it. I get your theory, and I get his theory, and I understand it. I've just never really seen it play out. In my opinion, you need both. You need sure, to find absolutely. compatibility with someone, and you need excellent communication. Depending, yeah, depending, on, and it also depends a lot on the makeup of the person. Like you and I are fucking nuts. That's true. So we're communicating twenty four hours a day, whether you fucking like it or not. You're not going to turn this off. So for people that have racy, racy minds, you're destined to communicate a lot. You have to. You yeah. won't. There's too much going on. You have to navigate too many things and you need somebody that can help you and be objective. When you talk to someone you're closer with and you're like, does it sound crazy? And you're like, yes, it sounds very, very crazy. You should fucking <laughs> slow down. You know, so you're going to do a lot of that. But I think people that don't like the difference between you and Bunny and is Bunny is very much like me to where her brain is like, and Mew is like, I never noticed how white that refrigerator is. 
true fucking story. I think I even told it on the show. So Mew, you know, even though she has so much to think about with medical school and, and just, you know, so much, she's just very... She doesn't need to have that many conversations. She's very interested about things. So she has a lot of academic conversations. But as far as like emotional conversations, we don't have nearly as many emotional based conversations about Mew as I do with Bunny or as they both do with me. So I think the psychological makeup of of the person has a lot to do with how much you're going to have to... Because I spin paranoia, insanity, fucking every day of my life. And so we need to talk through that. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, as usual, I find his posts very interesting, but very complicated and not not black and white at all. So um, I would... I think it's more of an issue of luck. How the fuck are you going to find somebody who is fitting like, you know, cogs in a wheel, perfect with you? Not perfect, but but so well that you have the same communication styles, you have the same needs, you 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 des- desire to go through life, or your daily living of life in the same way. Uh, one picks up slack where the other needs it and vice versa. I think that's a matter of luck. He talks about that's a useful skill to have. I absolutely don't have that skill i wouldn't even begin to know how to develop it i think it's a matter of luck if you're lucky you meet somebody and you figure out a few months or a few years later how utterly lucky you got because your compatibility is very very high but i also think what's what's refreshing about this point of view is i think we get trapped in a cycle in our community, especially you and I, because we speak every week and we're, you know, we're always trying to find, you know, positive solutions and it doesn't always work. And <laughs> but we're always trying to kind of be like so communication for us is such a priority that it was it was just funny how duh reading this was like, oh, yeah, maybe you should also include waiting a little bit until you find out how compatible you are with somebody instead of just being like, here's my agenda. I need a slave and she needs to look like this and her knees need to be able to kneel for this long. And Oh, this this one's close. Fuck it. We'll fix, you know, just it's that (laughs) don't, it comes down to that building a relationship with yourself because it is really hard for a lot of people to pass on somebody that's giving them attention. It seems pretty good. You know, you got that honeymoony thing going on. Yeah. And then it just, well, okay, this is obviously what it is. And then you start to see, oh, these are some pretty significant differences and opinions about life and the universe and stuff like that. And then you're like, oh, well, you know, Kathy and Boogie talk about communication, so I can just muscle through it. And I think there's something to just, if I love myself more, I'm willing to pass on, and we've done that. Right. As, as as in our group we play with a lot of different people and there's a lot of people that have come and gone that it's just like you know they we're just not going to be able to do anything for this person. Yeah. And you it's know? good when you can figure that out, I mean, ahead of time or early on, but you can't always. No, and so it just develops sometimes. Sure. I mean, uh part of the prob- problems that issues that creative and I creative explorer and I are having right now are that we're there's some com- there is compatibility in our relationships, but not uh, there's a lot of incompatibility in the way we address problems and the way we approach things, and so everything is fine until something foundational goes awry, and then communication becomes 
just absolutely necessary. And what we're finding is that our communication styles are not compatible. And so it, the, now is the question of what do we do? Do we try and work on that or we do we walk away from this relationship? And, mm-hmm. and that's it's a hard conversation to have. And that shit, I didn't know that going in. We're, we're in three years into our right. relationship. I would not have known that we had such, because we both value communication so much that I assumed then we can weather any storm. And what I'm finding is that instead uh, there are some major incompatibilities in the way we approach issues that need to be addressed. And so, uh, you know, we're still talking and trying to figure it out. But fuck, how would I have known? How the fuck would I have known even a year into it that that, that, that was it? And I, And even if I did find that out, would I turn away a play partner because of that? Because I'm not looking for a primary relationship that's going to last me the rest of my life. And if it does end up lasting the rest of my life, that'll be incidental. It won't be because I planned it that way. Right. So um, that's this is a complicated topic, not one sure. that, that is sim- simply a matter of this part is more important, this part is, but not quite so much. I believe you absolutely need both of those elements to make a long lasting relationship and not and and both of them are not something that you can achieve by skill alone a lot of it is luck or just buy a hooker buying a hooker I'm just is telling another you, way where is it what was That's it true. Sweden or Switzerland where they have the drive-in drive-in hookers is it Sweden I believe it's Sweden it's Sweden they actually have you know well leave it to the only two guys in the room to know that information well in some countries Kathy, they don't consider sex workers monsters this or whatever Which they they're say not. oh look this is a, this is a benefit to the society and people are consenting and they want to do this let's instead of treating them like filthy horrible people let's uh let's make give them, them a union and give them a, them a minimum wage them of, yeah make yeah. Give, yeah make them part of a community and lo and behold it really works out if you decriminalize the thing that people... Because you know, Kathy... Oh, God, here we go. You can go... You can get drunk at a bar and fuck everybody in that bar. Go and do every crazy whatever thing. I'll meet you total stranger in a hotel room. And you can do anything you want to me. But if that person gives you a dollar for gas, now it's a crime. Absolutely. And that's... And that blows. That's... Yes. And yeah. get to, what, we got, yeah, we're on another topic now. Now, we, we got don't the wrap up. Don't her for doing what you told I'm, her to I'm do. T- oh, don't you play sides. It's true. Don't, you d- told d- her to do Don't you give us. a pouty face. Poor oh me. It's horrible Look the way at, you Now she's reveling her. in it. Look at it. See the smile. Poor little Mew. Don't you poor little Mew. <laughs> God fucking fuck damn fuck shit. Fucker. 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 Don't cry. Grooving newbies, we've been there, we're here for you. We haven't done a Groovy Newbies in a while. We haven't. No, we haven't. I think we're going to start doing more because we have a good one. This was actually a listener who wrote to us, and I thought this is a great one to address in this segment. Nicole wrote to us and said... About a week ago, my boyfriend and I hosted a bad movie night where we played the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy with a bunch of friends with the intention of making fun of it. I had some of my kink gear out for people to look at, like my rope, safety shears, cuffs, and collar, and I was pleasantly surprised at how receptive people were about them. 
I was nervous what they would think after me basically outing myself as kinky, but they seemed positive about it and no one made any derogatory comments. But I felt conflicted about the BDSM portrayed in the film. The unsafe practices and abusive elements enraged me, but I also found the sex scenes sexy. And it didn't help that during the sex scenes, we muted the movie and played bad music over them to make it more funny. The combination of all these factors left me feeling ashamed and weird for being into sex scenes, as if my sexuality shouldn't be taken seriously. After the first movie, I pretended to feel sick and went to bed. Luckily, I talked it w- out with my boyfriend and some friends, and I feel better now. So I wanted to talk about this because this is something that a lot of us fall into. We get so excited about kink. We've, we've discovered something that has been missing and we are we just want to dive into it head first and sometimes we out ourselves to our friends or family before really thinking of what the consequences are and and this was not an ideal situation for nicole because they were making fun of it and at the same time she's trying to tell people i'm into this and here she's got an entire room full of her friends muting the 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 movie and making fun of it and saying all kinds of derogatory things and suddenly you start thinking fuck was this a good idea Uh, do they think of me this way now this was a Probably not, not the, a good not thing to the do. best time exactly. to to uh, to come out. Uh, but I I I absolutely applaud her for attempting it. She did absolutely. say that they also played the BDSM dungeon tour video of you and uh, oh, Doctor Doe. Doctor Doe, really? And she says that the highlight of the night was when someone at her party called Boogie the Mister Miyagi of BDSM. <laughs> ah, it is Daniel Sun. Daniel Daniel Sun. <laughs> You karate do. <laughs> wax on, wax off. She also said that she um, she likes your drive the bus concept, and she made a little polymer clay bus to remind herself of it. Ah, very, very good. And one very last good. thing. They made a lovely book paddle inspired by the Green Eggs and Ham book. Look at that. So yeah. win, win, win. So, yeah. Win, win, win. She really uh, tried. She really tried. And, ah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't usually... Okay, I'm just going to say I wrote my little I wrote my little in her in her defense and in her support and in the support of all of the people that come out to their friends, family, they stand up for their sexuality. They they believe that their sexuality is a good because now they're in a community of people that are good people, most of us. Hope well, I want to include myself in really? that. Really? Uh, you know, but it's a supportive community, and you're so used to being in this supportive community where people are like, that's great, you're kinky, awesome, what do you do? I'm not into that, but fuck yeah, I'm kinky too. You're welcome here. You can explore yourself here. You can be who you are here. And then we, we have all this energy because there's finally some support. You finally can relax, and you're like, this is good. Maybe I'm not crazy. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to go back, and I'm going to tell my non-kink friends and family and whatever and and this type of shit happens all the time and and i and and i just want to say please to everyone out there in perverted podcast land stop seeking sexual validation from people who are sexually inferior to you Ooh, that's quite a statement stop it stop expecting people that that aren't i mean you may find some people that are like oh they're supportive 
When I talk about vanilla people, I use that term as it is. It's a derogatory term. I don't use that term to describe people who aren't into kink, but they have really connected relationships and they have really connected non-kink sex. That is not what vanilla is to me. To me, what vanilla is, is plain and boring, just as it, the, the term kind of describes it. And please don't start leaning into the radio going, but, but I like the flavor vanilla. Shut up. It's a derogatory term. It's meant to call people plain and boring. Let's just keep it what it is. So to me, vanilla people are the type of people who have to judge you because they're so fucking lame. Because they don't explore themselves, because they aren't willing to take their desires that they have. They use religion, they use judgment, they use all of these things to avoid expressing themselves freely. And if you are doing that, now they're going to judge and ridicule you. They are sexually inferior people to you and do not be offended that they treat you that way. They are sexually inferior don't seek that validation from them. Find people like in your community, the friends that are like, hey, it's not my thing, but man, you're so, I mean, I can't tell you how many people in the community have friends that are non-kinky that aren't going to be kinky, but then they say, hey, I don't get it, but man, you look really happy and it looks like you've thought about this and that's really great. That, that is, a, that's not a vanilla person. That's just a, a person that's non-kink but is actually a decent human being. Well, can you clarify that a little, little bit? I know you didn't mean this, but this is how it's sounding. Okay. If you don't like what I like and you don't agree with me, you are sexually inferior to me. No, if, if you are insulting my sex because you don't have that type of sex, you are sexually inferior to me. Because what I do... You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead and... You know, I'm going to come out and I'm going to say this is what I'm into, and you're going to make jokes. Ha, ha, you're oh, you fucking this and that and that. Ha ha ha. Okay, you got me. Go make a joke, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go in my bedroom with my two fucking amazing, brilliant girlfriends, and I'm going to get them naked, and I'm going to pretend to be Professor Snape, and I'm going to fuck one of them while I'm shoving a fucking magic wand in the other one's pussy. You got it. I'm a joke. That's me. Sad face. You do that to these girls? You are sexually fucking inferior to me. You aren't the fucking scum on my fucking foot. I think we've hit a nerve. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I've been getting this shit my whole life. My whole well, life, people. you come Every, from a religious background. I can imagine Well, I come that. from it, and also, you know, I go on because I'm the creepy, you know, creepy older man that's into kink. So I get a lot of pushback from people. Oh, you're disturbed and you're this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired of trying to seek why. I have to ask myself, why am I seeking validation from fucking lame people? Why? You may be cool in other things and maybe you have some cool. But if you're attacking someone for how they are consensually expressing themselves with their partners and it is making them happy, you are fucking inferior. You are you are doing this out of your fear and your insecurity. And I'm not saying in other areas of my life I am not inferior because I make fun and judge and, and all that shit. But I'm saying as far as sexually, when you seek that validation from people, don't be don't be up you know, it hurts, but don't take it personal. It's not about you. When your friends don't respect what you do, when your friends judge you, when your family starts making fun of you or starts talking down to you or telling you that you're crazy or sinful or whatever, just understand these people are sexually inferior to you. They are afraid to express themselves. 
or they are afraid to support somebody who they supposedly fucking care about in something that makes them happy. So just let it go, let them make the jokes, and then turn right around and do amazing things with amazing people and allow yourself to be happy. Drop some mic. Ooh, there it goes. Okay, so Nicole, obviously uh, Boogie is coming from a, quite a different place than you. He's much older and and has experienced, like he says, a lot of pushback all his life. Um, clearly, you di- she didn't say in her in her email to us that any of her friends acted in any derogatory way this she started to spiral sure but what after what happened assuming that there would be some negative blowback to this because everybody was making fun of it sure. but your attitude is a very good one for people to look at so you may not listen someone may not be listen may not listen to you and then run out and do the exact same thing and say goodbye to all their friends who are 100% on board with them but it's important to understand how po- much more positive your life can turn out if you start young in standing up for yourself yeah absolutely and knowing that you don't need that kind of validation from other people. And not everyone is going to be able to achieve that because a lot of us, we need our family, we need our friends, and we're willing to compromise a lot. Maybe you arrive at a point in your life where you're willing to say fuck you to anybody who isn't in, in line with what and this I isn't, want. And this isn't a you're either for me or against me thing. You don't have to be for me. You don't have to be kinky. But if you're somebody that is le- legitimately judging me for who I am or for what I do... Why, what is, what is my motivation to keep kissing your ass? Why am I supposed to give you love and respect when you don't give me love and respect? Those are the things that I'm talking about. You don't have to, this isn't about, well, if you're not kinky, you know, or even accept my kink, you know, but if, if you're, if you're trying to give me grief about it, you're toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, I've talked about my family before. They know I'm kinky. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, my and dad's they, the same fucking way. If they judge me, they, they judge me without my hearing it, and that's perfectly fine because I have judgments about their life, and I don't sure. tell them. We respect each other at least that much. Sure. So we're we're good, but um, but you're right. If there are people in, I don't have people in my life who judge me openly or who disdain me in any way. I've said goodbye to members of my of family oh, a long absolutely. time ago. Yeah. So. Uh, and as I as I said, it, I I believe from what I read in Nicole's uh, stuff that she she's younger. Um, I'm sorry if I get that got that wrong, but I think she is. And you have a lot of decisions to make in life. You had a lot of choices. You're going to go down many paths, and hopefully, what you hear from us, you'll be able to take and adjust it to whatever works for you. But one thing is f- for sure very clear is that you have to decide who you are, and you have to be true to yourself. And living a life in which you're trying to do what others want you to do is never going to take you to a good place, at least in my experience. No. And I'm so, I'm really proud of this listener because it's fucking awesome. She should be able to stand up for herself. She should be able to just say, I'm into this. And you know what? You shouldn't feel conflicted if there's some bad shit in a movie that you don't like, but the sex is hot. Why was, you know, that doesn't need, that was, well, that's what she read. She's felt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be feeling turned on by this or, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. As as lame as the Fifty the Shades of Grace was, porn I've when you see an attractive man and yeah. attractive woman having sex, and, hey. and then it's you know, it's, and you get titillated. There's you get nothing some wrong with titillated, that. Nothing wrong with it. 
Doesn't mean you're going to go out and buy a helicopter and fucking <laughs> do some fucking crazy non-consensual shit. I, I have guilty pleasures. I love romance novels. Every once in a while, I'll pick up a romance you novel. You are a Fabio kind of guy. It's horrible. Guy. It's horrible, right? But I can't help it. I just love... It's very satisfying to me in some ways. I haven't read one in a long time, but yeah, it's 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 good, Boogie. Yeah, take it with you. You know what's really take good? Take it with me to bed at night. You know what's really yeah. good, Kathy? What? The fact that we're not going to be in this motherfucking room next, next week? week doing yeah. the show. We're going to be back in the main room of Threshold. Until you get tired of that and then we come back. <laughs> no. <laughs> or until wa- you leave for another town and I'll be like, bye, and that'll be the end of the podcast. Oh, God. No, it won't be the end of the podcast. Oh, listen I'll to just- our audience. They're all, no. <laughs> hey. Well, then, God damn it, resurrect Larry so I can move back. He was only That's 10 right. minutes away. That's right. You heard Boogie. Then give I a, can still keep working You know what? Give threshold. us a call at 424 if you have a place for Boogie to live. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm excited. I really am because I get I, – part of my insanity is chaos does not breed happiness for me. So when I'm chaotic in my mind and my place has chaos and clutter – and, you know, I can't help it. I got the podcast studio. It's not that big of a room. It's a good-sized room. But, you know, I have, like, shelves and shelves of kink and all the fucking kinks. And then I got a music studio. I got a digital editing workstation studio. You know, all my, you know, clothes. You want to wear clothes. I have the podcast. It's like ten different things that I do are stuffed in this room. And it's like, okay, I'd really like to just... Spread my arms, which is funny, and I think, and I'm going to go gender dick here, Uh-oh. because men make space, and they're like, they just want to see the space, because it's the illusion of freedom, you know? Women see space, and they got to fucking put something in there. Every fucking time, I'm like, this is great. This is going to be great. I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to spread out. And both, Bunny and you are like, oh, you could put this, and maybe you could put this. And, How dare you, know, you blame them for what's happened just, here? Just, no, I'm just saying. And I, this and I get, place is filled with your crap. I get very defensive. No, they want to do stuff. When I empty the space, they want to move something else into the space. Like Mew cleared off a shelf. Mew cleared off a shelf. And I'm like, oh, look at that's a fucking space. And she literally drags a box over <laughs> and fills the space. And it didn't even need to be there. I'm like, what are you doing? She thought there was a space. Something's- I go, you don't have to put anything <laughs> in the fucking space. The idea is that there's a space. Something tells me there's more to that story. <laughs> you need a space. Oh, you if know that- what? You need to get rid of some of those blankets and plushy toys. I am. And- we I, d- I took a lot of plushy toys to the, to the thrift store the other day. Some of the dildos. Oh, oh. Mew just held a knife to me. <laughs> She's all, don't touch my plushy toys and blankies. <laughs> yeah, just don't mention the lobsters, man, because the lobsters ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'll be homeless with that little fucking hobo thing, the stick and the little handkerchief. Fucking drag, and I'll just have to be draped in fucking Mew's lobsters. She'll be standing next to me going, that's right, bitch, you just carry them lobsters. And I'll be like, honey, it's getting a little warm with them. I don't give a fuck. You pick up those aluminum cans, you buy me some fucking Top Ramen, you carry my lobsters. You and the Top Ramen. What? Are you going to live off of that? No, I don't eat Top Ramen anymore. No more. I don't, but I would. Too much sodium. Oh, it's just, dude, it's just, yeah. you see the reports on Top 50% Ramen. 50% sodium. Uh, it's not even food. It's it's just like, Cardboard. So, it's like literally just, you know, they put a camera down someone's stomach. Don't and they, tell me this, please. And they don't. watched regular, what did I just say? they watched regular don't noodles. Don't tell me. What? 
Bunny doesn't want to hear this story either. Okay, whatever it's, it is, it wasn't scary, or it's not like it turned our into aliens. Our audience members are like, stop. It just it just That's took five times longer to digest than real noodles. Now you did it. Look at her. That's it. What? <laughs> Why don't you guys just spin the goddamn wheel of kink already? Mew, go get the wheel of kink. What is all that writing on it? Oh, you didn't see? Um, what is this? They this drew is, all over. It's the wheel schizophrenic of kink. wheel of kink now. Daddy Bell. you have to go into the microphone and talk about your uh, just describe. So we have the wheel of kink and we spin it. And yeah, then but I thought it should be illustrated. It, so it literally, but it's see. like all I, from here. I swear it looks like a schizophrenic got a hold of it and started telling like all of its dreams okay, well, and read hallucinations. What, what those are, Bunny. So it's Daddy Belt. What is that thing underneath it? it? It's a butt, and that's a belt. That's, a, that's, oh that's right. God. And the number 23, okay. over and uh, over. A glitter paint stick, which is my favorite toy to use on people. Okay. Uh, f- a floggy flogger, flogger, which is any flogger. Yes. Uh, that one's fluffy unicorn feet. Got it. Right. Okay. Um, bunny strap-on. Uh-huh. Look at that picture <laughs> of you with a strap-on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, daddy finger. What is he saying? Boop. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> That is what I say. If a finger goes in your butt, there will be a boop. Uh, that one is Mew Cuddles with lobsters with lobsters. See, Kathy can't get rid of the lobsters. <laughs> and the, stuck with those things forever. The last one is Scary Cane of Doom because I hate canes. That is Scary Cane of Doom. Okay. So now, hold it up to the thing. So they got to hear the clicky thing. That's, that's part of the, you know, that's the jam. So hold it up, spin it. All right. Let's see what it lands on. Schizophrenic. Uh... <laughs> ah, is it strap on? You got to go cuddles with is it she gets cu- to go cover herself with lobsters. Oh, she gets to cuddle lobsters. <laughs> and she's gone on the she bed. All the, on lo- the bed. She all went. the lobsters coming out. Aww. One. I think she has like Three, 13 four, of them. Oh, there's. Five. Six. Seven, yeah. Look at that. 13 six. lobsters. And now she's, she's just going to. Seven. Now just pour them all on top of yourself, pumpkin. And. She's cuddling uh, Oh, wait. She's going to bring them over to the table. Just there, she's literally has more mass. Yeah, get that than knife her. out of there. <laughs> and oh, that's a somebody needs to take a picture. It's a of that. lobster. It's a lobster baptism. <laughs> yeah. Very and, cute. And we were on eBay today, uh-huh. looking for more lobsters. Oh no, no, no! There's a limit. <laughs> looking for more lobsters. <laughs> and that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. And thank you to everybody who was in this love lab tonight. To Bunny and Mew! To Kissy Kissy Face Face behind me who haven't stopped cuddling this entire time. (laughs) If you have questions, comments, or ideas, or if you have a place for Boogie to live, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call 424-226-2037 and don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast and finally, that was show 170, a little bit shorter of a show. Next week, we're going to be in the main room. Hopefully, we'll have some fun. I put up a Fat Life ad. If you're in the Los Angeles area, you can come join us. Uh, just uh, click the link and figure out all the details. Um, this last song, you know, I haven't done any, I have tons of comedy songs left, and I haven't put uh, a comedy song on in a you while. You haven't, yeah. So, this is actually one of my favorite. This is off the Cows Hate People. Uh, album and this song is called Two Minute Twice Two Minutes Twice and we will see you next week for show one seventy one. Two minutes twice. Two minutes twice. Ah.
You say you wanna make love all night long. Well, babe, I'm gonna fuck you, but your time frame is all wrong. Two minutes twice. That's actually how long it's gonna last. <laughs> Two minutes twice. Is all the time I need to tap your ass. Two minutes twice. You say you need more dick time Well, I'm not a freaking factory Don't you know us guys have a period of refractory Two minutes twice I need to recharge my batteries Ha, bitch Two minutes twice Squirt my love goo on your ovaries Yeah Two minutes once Huh. Now go make me a sandwich And I'll sleep While you play with yourself Two minutes once more Hey, let's make this one a blowjob oh, uh, oh, now go away Cause I got some video games to play Two minutes twice Two minutes twice I know you seem unhappy, but I had a really good time And I snuck a couple pictures of me banging you from behind Click two minutes twice A photo increases my street cred Yeah Two minutes twice Go show how great I am to all your friends And maybe they'll wanna fuck me too Two minutes twice Two minutes twice Two minutes twice. Two minutes twice. Two minutes twice. Oh, so nice. Two minutes twice. Nice, 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 nice. Two minutes twice. I'm cool as ice. Two minutes twice.